What up, guys and girls? It's Bobby. And Sean. Coming to you live from the Big Apple, as they call it. New York. New We're York. sitting here in Stuyvesant City, which is named after Peter Stuyvesant. Uh, he was a Dutchman that came to what was New Amsterdam and now became New York. But Bobby, welcome to this city. Welcome to our humble abode. It's great to be here. I uh, have always had these bad memories of New York City uh, from West Point coming down for the weekend, coming like hang out in New York City, and I really enjoyed it. But now coming to visit, a couple of years removed, I can say that I enjoyed New York City now. Is that because you weren't wearing a fleece jacket walking around? Yeah, I was not wearing my, my uniform. Because we used to do that. We had to come down in uniform to the city. So we'd wear like a uniform. As a freshman, you have to have them, like wear uniforms and change on the bu- on the train coming down. Listen, I have to be pretty honest. You're sitting in the apartment of two veterans, and in the course of our discussion thus far, you have not thanked us yet. Oh yes, thank you, Sean, and thank you, Daniel, for your service. Unfortunately, I'm not considered a veteran yet. Hundred percent not, and you are welcome from the bottom of my red, white, and blue heart. You are. You are welcome. Please don't try to cash in, though, on the Bloomin' Onion tomorrow. That's definitely just for vets. What is your uh, your plan of attack for the food? I think Dan and I are going to start at IHOP. Then we're going to roll down through Applebee's. Probably stop by Dunkin' Donuts. Hashtag we're not sponsored by any of these yet. <laughs> and then I'm thinking there's probably a couple pizza shacks that'll be willing to throw us vet slices but i want to make sure that before we go i have my outfit on point or or lit af as the new yorkers will say do you do you have your uh oef i served hat i do uh, i had to update it though a little bit because the ribbon that was on the front of it was the national service national defense service ribbon and i want people to know i've got at least four more <laughs> uh, i threw on a nato ribbon so oh. they know that I'm global. Yep. And then I also have a uh, OFS because I was there for Freedom Sentinel as well. Yeah, they changed it from OEF to Freedom yeah. Sentinel. Oh, so you, the hats is OFS, not OEF. The, yeah, I have a little bit of an extra sticker on there. I just want people to know that I'm a multi-generational Afghan vet. That's true. Same here. The, I have the OEF and the OFS. It's just hard being so patriotic. Uh, because I'm sure our neighbors are really tired of waking up to America the Beautiful, and then before we step off, Dan and I do our respective creeds. Uh, he does the sapper, <laughs> I do the ranger, and it really gets our our juices going in the morning. Oh yeah, and then uh, you have the uh, do you have like Reveille playing it? We haven't gone that far yet, but we still have the same breakfast. I have scrambled eggs, hot sauce, this gray gloop that I throw on with mystery meat and then one biscuit and i give myself five minutes to eat with uh two cups of powerade no pancakes or biscuits no pancakes or biscuits too many carbs oh man that's like the best part of biscuits and it's all vegan free or i'm vegan did i tell you let me tell you about vegan and crossfit did we talk about it we haven't talked about it but can i tell you about vegans and crossfit i think they go together because whenever you meet someone new if you have nothing to talk about you always have something to talk about is what I'm saying. (laughs) 
with vegan if you're vegan or crossfit you're saying yeah and if you're both then you can dominate conversation no matter where you go oh. and if you're a veteran that's the Ooh. holy trinity so i mean so that means you satisfy all three then i do satisfy all three although don't do crossfit as much because i can't do the gymnastics but that doesn't mean i can't wear the reebok branded shorts to let people know that i do crossfit like the Reebok CrossFit brand shorts. Of course. Yeah, I don't have any of that stuff. So. Uh, much like Brent Fakowski, I think, our, our frames, our engines, strength, pretty accurate, I think. I think I have a better fade right now on my haircut. You're definitely bigger than Brent Fakowski is. That means so much coming from you. <laughs> I mean, like, I think you're like four inches taller than him still. I thought we were talking muscle mass. I mean, you are bigger than him. Okay, also, that's all I care too. about. Because he's like six foot three, like 190 pounds. You like hear that, that Canadian? <laughs> you stay north. Anyway, what did you think of 20.5? I know you're going to knock it out tomorrow. The workout itself, how to break it up. What are some things that our athletes can do when they listen to this on Monday morning, the last day that they can do the workout? <laughs> uh, I mean, the biggest, I think... Um, limiting factor is going to be the muscle ups for it doesn't matter who who it is like your muscle ups is going to be your limiting factor and kind of the rate limiting step of the workout so you don't want to like so you want to be able to pace your muscle ups and understand your capacities uh whether you're doing like rounds like five rounds of like descending reps on the muscle ups or like an imam style of muscle ups or just have some some kind of strategy where you're prioritizing the muscle ups because that's to me your biggest limiting factor is their, your muscle-up uh, capacity. I think this is the closest to a tall man workout that the Opened has programmed thus far between the row and the wall balls and the ring muscle-ups. That's Ring muscle-ups are not a tall guy. It's I mean, definitely not a tall guy, but between the wall balls, I think if I were to do this with a healthy wrist, I would absolutely go straight through the row, straight through the wall balls, just to show people that I have that capacity. And then I would go probably straight through the, the ring muscle-ups, too. I think I could probably be one of those few athletes who goes straight through in, like, a nine-minute. Unbroken each. Unbroken, obviously. I mean, and all three work. Why would, why would you try to partition that workout? Absolutely not. I mean, if you have the capacity, then why I mean, not? Look what happened to the CrossFit athletes that partitioned it. Nobody went straight through, and they all seemed to be very tired afterwards. I think if they hadn't broken it up and just done it straight, that workout was designed so that you could save your energy. It's a good idea. It's a good strategy. Highly recommended. Yeah. Go straight through. Start <laughs> with the wall balls first because then when your legs are nice and limber, then you can move into the row and then probably pulling like what a 2100 cals per hour. Oh, easy. easy. If not more, 23. Yeah. And 23. put that damper up at like a 10. Maybe yeah. go down to a 9 if I'm feeling just a little bit froggy. That sounds like a great great idea, great strategy. What do you think of our gym here in uh, Sty City? Uh, it is a... St- I would call it like a standard global gym. That hurts. We have a runner. That doesn't mean anything. We have water rowers. That water rower is a piece of shit. That water rower makes you feel like you're on the Hudson or the East River. That's, a, that's the most authentic row that you can get outside of being in Norway in the fjords. Yeah, I mean, your guys' gym is like, a st- I would call it like a standard global gym. You've got some power racks. You've got like some benches. You've got some dumbbells. Some machines, a lot of cardio equipment. Yeah, and we also have a lot of AirPods, a lot of skinny sweats, and a lot of like really cool snapbacks. So I think we're more than a globo gym. I think you got to give us a little bit more credit here. 
More than a global gym? We're more than a global gym. We're more than a gym. You're a community. We're a community. Thank you. Community-based practice. Yeah. Sty Fitness is where people come when they want the real real, not this fake stuff. You're not going to take your shirt off in Sty Town to show off what you're working with because people respect the gym. You're going to roll that up to your belly to check out your abs after your first set of crunches. (laughs) There were a decent amount of females, though, so I will say that. A lot of girls. Dan. Well, that's New York City. They got to, like, the the ratio, especially here, is a little bit different because, like, when you go to the gym, I feel like more males go to the gym at night than in the morning. And so when we go at night to do our cardio piece, that's usually when, like, the guys are in there doing the curls, the cable flies. Definitely there is, seems to be a gym policy where you can't put more than 225 on for bench and definitely not more than 135 on the squat rack. I don't know where those rules are written down, but I think most guys in our gym follow them. Yeah, definitely. I was gonna say like uh, a lot. I've, I've not. I did not see anybody benching more than two twenty five in the gym. But I think the gym's great, though. One that's one of the things that we get hit up about quite often is if you go to a gym like that, how do you maximize the space? How do you maximize the weights in order to do some really good high intensity training? Get your interval work in. But I think from looking at our gym we've moved a couple of the rowers while we've been there to give us room for snatches to give us room for deadlifts double unders and i think so long as you're respectful of the equipment and you talk to the gym managers you get away with a good amount that i think in a traditional planet fitness place you would definitely not be able to oh yeah for sure you'd have to like uh if you're in like i've got good talking terms or good terms with the managers with the people that work there, you're definitely able to kind of shape your own gym environment. Yeah, and I think people understand now, when Dan and I get in there, I think we're one of four people that have ever used the runner, and you're one of the four using it yesterday. That's like, I mean, what did you think of that runner, by the way, compared to the assaults and the woodways that you've been on? I, I Personally, I actually prefer an assault runner or the air runner. So bougie. Yeah, I think it's a little smoother uh a smoother experience um but and, and also like the tread on the assault runner is a little bit wider and then it feels smoother and it's like i don't know how to describe it like i know how to control control like the uh the pace of like where i hit my feet yes like yes, how yes. like how far i lit i put my feet forward is how far how fast i go i feel like i on this one i wasn't able to control it as much I think it's one of the things you have to get used to. When yeah. Dan and I start, we'll put the resistance up a little bit higher to try to get some of our gate in really well. And then we open it up. It's really loud, though. Yeah, it's super loud. It's a super loud runner. And when Dan and I are on it, um, we make sure that the windows, the blinds are pulled up so people walking by get the show. You know, We're, we're very quad dominant, so we want that look. I feel like we look like two giant rugby players running down some dude from New Zealand that's about to score a try. Hashtag, I watched rugby for the first time this year. Yeah, I do enjoy walk, like running from the from the windows because people walking by do peer in. Yeah, well, that's one of the great things about, though, I think Globo Gyms. Unlike a CrossFit gym where everyone's kind of in there doing the same thing, at Globo Gym you have a huge variety of lifts that are constantly going on or different classes. And so if you use like the suffering of others as a motivator and you watch someone that is doing like a 10th of the work capacity that you're about to do, 
it's really motivating to stay in that that threshold and to stay in whatever zone that you're putting your body through. Yeah, I definitely enjoy uh, putting on the show, so to speak, at Global Gyms. Oh my God. Dan just sent me a message. He's listening. He's busy working right now. The runner that we have is the Skill Mill Connect. What do you think that the price of that is, knowing that the Assault Runner is just over five? Three. I'm going to throw it in there. Some specifications on this. You can set the resistance up to a 10, so it feels like you're literally pushing a sled, and then you can set it so it feels like you're running uphill, but like around a four or five on this thing feels like doing the Manitou Springs incline. So now that you know that, what do we think? Three. No, let's go the other way. Four. Keep going. Five. Keep going. Five, five. People are going to get really tired of me saying keep going. Keep going. Ten. Okay, we're almost there. $9,700 for that runner. That's bullshit. For the uh, the salt air runner is like five thousand. Exactly. Even the uh, who else makes one? Woodway. No, not the Woodway. The uh, which other CrossFit company makes the the runner? Concept hasn't come out with one yet. I thought it was just a Salt Fitness. Zbix. Doesn't Rogue have one? And the Zbix is five. Doesn't Rogue have one? And the Assault is thirty-seven. We're getting like. This is a perfect setup. Dan can like fact check us as we're going through, making sure we've got all the pertinent information going out to the masses. What you guys should really do is leverage your your social capital with the, the gym managers and start influencing the equipment that they buy. We have. We have literally talked about it at the other Sty Townville gym. They've got an actual like black diamond bar. They've got a hex bar. They've got a rogue power rack and they've got a basic set of like rogue bumpers. And then you come over here and you deal with this planet bullshit fitness bars that one is like 37 pounds. The other bar is 55 pounds. There's no hex bar. The bumper plates are just straight plastic. Uh And so it's really hard to load up and track your weights when you're playing monopoly math with your basic setup but we've tried to they're, they're supposed to order more bars and we've talked to the gym managers and the owners and they want to make a little bit more of a professional setup they're not going to have a deadlift platform or anything because guys can't take 200 pounds off the ground anymore but when they do we'll, we'll be sure to maximize that bar we're not at the point yet where we're going to buy our own bar and walk in there it's no. tempting I, that's, that's a slippery slope to have to be that guy because once you're that guy that walks in with their own barbell, you're that guy. Yeah, but if we're that guy and we're a veteran, how cool is that? That's so lame. <laughs> so lame. I don't think anyone would judge my my I served hat if I walked in with my own bar and made the rogue bar so I can get red, white, and blue. Oh yeah, if you this those are actually pretty fucking sweet. This the rogue Seraco bars. Yeah, I want like a bright orange one. I'm a hundred percent. When I get my garage gym, I'm doing that. You mean when we get our Cronus gym? Yeah, the Cronus headquarters gym. It's going to be sick. We walked by while you were in New York. We did quite a large city tour. And just walking south of my apartment, we found quite a few rooms, I guess you could say. They're not big enough to be like open spaces, but like you could have a nice little boutique gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like you could have a for sure like come up with a pretty decent business doing like personal train clients uh in like a small gym setting you could definitely make some decent money doing that one thing that's like super frustrating is the price of a of a box in the city compared to like a small town or even a smaller kind of suburb of a city yeah it's like here like 250 to 350 to be a member that doesn't include like you just popping in whenever to do your own open workout or your own lifting cycle you have to follow their training methodology you have Mm -hmm. to do their classes so there's no like open gym hours and then a lot of these smaller boutique places have super expensive uh, premiums just to join and then to even get in with a personal trainer is even more expensive i i think they have to they have to cover the the lease but i don't know how people afford living in the city with these prices I, I still, it blows my mind just the cost of living in the city. I mean, you're saying like what, like a two bedroom, two bath apartment in the city is like four to five thousand dollars a month. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And if I was trying to live closer to school, you're looking at like sixty eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, like the closer is like Midtown or Uptown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I when uh, I was in Colorado, I had a garage gym, and I think on the garage gym spent like just a couple thousand dollars on a basic strength setup, a couple conditioning pieces, but then mostly because you, you had at elevation, a lot of great running trails and, and that cost for a single year's worth of, uh, subscriptions to either like fitness programming or going to a box essentially was covered by that one time fee of buying all my own equipment. Mm -hmm. And then I think Russell kind of spoiled too, being, in the army, having access to like great um, gyms and great resources on post, you, I think we're kind of uh, spoiled in that regards. Wow, Dan again, our fact-checking guru. For a CrossFit box uh, at East River, you're looking at a zero commitment of two seventy a month. Obviously, they did the two sixty nine ninety nine because the extra penny is going to be there. Uh, you can do 12-month commitment for two thirty-four ninety-nine. That's daily coaching. But the best deal in the city is just $2,500 a year. Oh, that hurts so much to hear. I mean, well, let me think about it. I pay like $150 a month for my CrossFit box. But I go in pretty much. I have I can do the classes, do my own thing, like going outside hours, and do an open gym. Uh, so 12 times 50, 150, that's 1500. So 1800 a year is about what I pay, I guess. Yeah. And I think for $2,500, Dan, while you're there on the computer, can you look up what the basic price of like 500 pounds worth of weights is a bar, a squat rack, one piece, any conditioning piece you want outside of the assault runner? Oh, I, I've kind of looked up some of the, the, so like the deals, if you get like rogue weights, like a rogue bumper set, like a rogue bumper set in a bar is like five hundred dollar. Yeah, like five hundred bucks, and then a rack is like five hundred to a thousand. Yep. And then like a skier or a rower, a rower is like a thousand, and a salt bike or whatever is like five to seven hundred. Yes. So you get like a pretty decent home gym for like two thousand dollars. I know fans of the site have heard that we have an assault bike that we're looking right at right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you have a small apartment, I would recommend getting the assault bike uh, for a number of reasons. One, it takes up a lot of room. So you never have to have guests. 
<laughs> Two, you can see we have a couple jackets hanging up on it. It's a great clothes rack. And three, if the walls are thin enough, anytime you spin this thing up, you know everyone on the floor is going to know something's going down in your apartment and to stay away because you're going to have Viking metal going on in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in my apartment, I've got the Echo Bike, which is a, I enjoy the Echo Bike, but it is significantly larger than an assault bike and takes a lot more room than an assault bike. That's on my ski yard too. So I've got like a couple of, th- oh, was it, what is it? I paid 700 for the ski yard and 600 for the assault, for the rogue bike. So that's what, 15, 1,300, 1,3,0. Do you think there's a correlation between individuals that stick with the assault bike and wear Reebok? Or do you think assault bike individuals are Nike athletes and the Reebok athletes use the Echo bike? I don't think there's a correlation between that. I just like the Echo Bike because it's softer. It's not as loud. Uh, we can talk about like, different um, propulsion mechanisms they have. Where the Assault Bike is a chain drive system, whereas the Echo Bike is a belt driven system. So with the belt drive, it's more responsive, it's quicker, and it's quieter. Uh, whereas the chain, it takes a little bit longer to get going. But once you get the chain going, like the Assault Bike, it's easier to keep going. Whereas with the the rogue bike and the belt driven system, you have to actually keep driving it in order to maintain it. And guys, you just heard a lot of great science there. If you want it to sound like a motorcycle, take a deck of cards and put it behind one of the wheels. Now that'll make it sound like it's spinning up faster. It'll give you that breeze sensation of being on a nice Harley rolling down the street. And your neighbors will love you. And your neighbors are going to absolutely love you. There's a lot of smells that are on my my hall, too, and none of them are caused by neither Dan nor I because we cook very healthy, but I I swear it's like walking down like a different street market every single time I step off the elevator. It's very interesting. I do. That's one thing I do enjoy about the city is the the wide variety of smells. We went to Chinatown uh, and walked around for a bit, um, and I had, it's definitely not the right way to say this, bobo tea. Bubble tea or boba. It depends on who you ask and how you say I it. I think it's my regional accent. I think that's what's doing it. Yeah. But yeah, we got, uh, was it tiger sugar? For any of you basic bitches out there, tiger sugar bubble tea. If you know, then you know. If you don't know, then you don't know. If you don't know, then you're not wearing a vest and riding boots right now with a beige cowboy hat. Yeah. But if you do know, you know that the tapioca pearls at the bottom are delicious. delicious make sure there's some liquid left uh bobby warned me yesterday to watch out when you inhale these bobo tea balls because they shoot to the back of your throat like a goddamn rocket and will choke you and they will choke you yeah i have it's happened to me more than once from from experience that's a lie you warned me and i literally did it the next sip <laughs> it was like taking a paintball to the mouth yeah but Chinatown's interesting. I like Chinatown, New York City. You get like so many hole in wall places. Get great food in the city. Oh, that's a new broadcast coming in to our news headquarters. Dan hooked us up. The Warrior CrossFit package on Rogue is twenty seven hundred dollars. So just a little bit more expensive than going to the CrossFit spot on East River. And you know what? I think if you were to pair that combination of weights and equipment with our free programming at Cronus Fit, I think you get more bang for your buck. I actually think you get way more bang for your buck. 
you get personalized access to one veteran. I'm sorry, Bobby. Yeah. You'll be you'll be thanked in your years to come, but <laughs> allow me to have this moment. Uh, and you get great content, great photos. You get to listen to podcasts. You don't have to listen to somebody like talk about how one time they met Brooke Wells or Dave Castro. <laughs> yeah, you have like your own gym. And I don't even own. know what Dave Castro is up to anymore. Oh, yeah, because you got blocked. How long did he block you? Probably like a year, I think. Yeah, too much. Uh, don't worry, you were blocked back. What did you? Uh, what was the impetus for it again? I called out like him staring at Brooke Wells. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You're making not, fun of him. It's like, not like nobody else knows it. If anyone's read his like seventy-page like scribble book that he put together, he mentions her more than he mentions the word CrossFit. <laughs> Although I think he has kind of chilled out this year with the whole Brooke Wells thing. Well, yeah, that's because the Navy SEALs haven't been in the news. Oof. Oh, that's what's happened recently. Baghdadi's dead. Oh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that at all. That's because we're silent professionals. Silent professionals. All right, next story. What's going on? Uh, We watched some of the Fox pregame show. They were up at West Point. Did that bring back any memories? It did. It did. Brought back a lot. Whenever I see my old alma mater on TV, it brings back some good old memories. The one thing I do remember, I just think about this, is the... When Army played Notre Dame my senior year, they played in New York City on Yankee Stadium, at Yankee Stadium, uh, and we, my buddy and I, were able to get onto the field. It was sick. We like tried to. We were taking our pictures on the, uh, in like in the stands on the on the sideline, and this cop like waves us down, and this uh, like the the attendant was like, "You guys can't come get on the field," and the cops like, "Hold on, buddy." I fucking got him and like waved us onto the field. That's awesome. <laughs> and this cop's like, stand down. I got him. And then like he waved us on the, down the field. So we like walked around the field for a little bit, took some pictures. It was pretty sweet. I'll tell you what, like the, you watch the, the games on TV and you look at West Point's team and they're considerably smaller than the, the a lot of the opponents that they go up against. Uh-huh. And so you don't get a good idea of like how big some of these student athletes are until you get into the army and you're standing next to like one of the former army O or D linemen or one of the wide receivers. And you just go, Holy shit. Like, and they're still pretty small, like small, because I mean, even for the linemen, they, they lose all that weight their senior year to, to, to commission. Yeah. It's crazy. I would say we had a ton of army football players in regiment. Yeah. No, there was a good amount. I was like, there was like a ton of, not that many West Pointers, I would say. It's probably like 75, 25, would you say? 75, like, other commission sources, 25% West Pointers? Um, I'd say, yeah, maybe a third, a yeah. third are West Pointers. Okay. Yeah, but, like, the, most of the West Pointers that came out were all football players. Like, in 375, when I was there, I think I was the only West Pointer that wasn't a football player. We had, like, off the top of my head, at least two to three football players a lacrosse player with a lot of West Point athletes go regiment, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, because if you look at the competitive nature that they grew up in while they were at school and then the transformation they had to put their bodies through in order to go from that kind of strength uh, and conditioning program to the Army's programming um, for, you know, what we measure physical fitness with, it's pretty cool that they make such a, a drastic change. Yeah. I remember because I was uh, was one of the strength ath- uh, strength coaches for the football team, and then in the off season, like the senior year, all the linemen literally lost like hundred pounds. I remember one of my buddies, uh, literally lost hundred pounds in two months or three months like that or something like that. And it's weird because they still maintain like, 
I remember doing when we were at Alpha, we were squatting, Dave and I, and we threw up like 275. We were doing like sets of 10, and he still got under there, like no warm up, and yeah. just knocked out 10. And I remember feeling like really pumped before, like, oh yeah, man, do you want to warm up with the weight? Like, yeah, let's get you up there. And he was like, no, cold. Just went in there and just knocked out 10 at yeah, 275. Pretty, pretty, pretty good athletes, very good athletes. And then uh, I always hate when people talk shit about like, army football players or like athletes and at the service academies in general i feel like uh people always talk shit about them for like not doing like the cadet thing yeah because they're athletes and they shouldn't do all the cadet bullshit so i always feel uh it's always funny like non-athletes talk about athletes not to say that i'm an athlete no i definitely can see where that's coming from i've met some people uh going through courses and the, the guys that are your traditional West Pointers love some of the extracurriculars that they were able to do there that I don't think really have a, a translation no. to the military, but it's no. just whatever your clubs were up there. Yeah. But everyone seemed to be annoyed that athletes didn't have to do the Marching. same stupid yeah. cadet life that West Point is known for. It's like, why would you? Like, you're still going to commission. That's the one thing between ROTC and West Point. The feeling was from an ROTC source that the West Pointers and Naval Academy guys, there's this stigma to not going to the academies, that you're like this peasant class oh, because yeah. you don't have this 20-pound ring to knock on a table. Yeah. I The whole, like, stigma is, like, I don't know. Like, if you – I like I take it as, like, a personal like – like a no personal pride when people don't realize I'm a West Pointer. You know, like people, I have to like dig out the fact that I was a West Pointer to like le- to know that. Like, but most guys that that uh, that I've worked with, had, they've had no idea that I was a West Pointer, or even officer for some of that. Sometimes. Well, you're also tattooed in Jack, so that's like two percent of the officer corps. Yeah. Sad. R.I.P. to the officer corps. But hey, Uso, like, what did you think of Hobbs and Shaw? So yeah, we watched the Fast and the Furious. Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock and Jason Statham was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's a like your typical Fast and the Furious movie where you just got to turn the brain off and just watch. Idris Elba was fantastic. Who? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris. Idris. Dan, what is it? Bobby's right. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, man. Not Idris. Doesn't. I don't know who the fuck. I, I was like, who? 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 What are you a fucking owl? Well, I, <laughs> I thought it was Idris. No, it's Idris. I was actually looking. For, I, I was actually looking forward to him becoming the next James Bond. Is he becoming the next James Bond? I thought they were talking about uh, Tom Hiddleston or whoever plays Loki was. Oh no! I think Idris Elba would be a great James Bond. I think I think E. Idris would be super in that role. He'd be great, James Bond. I like him a lot. Much think. much better than uh, was it Ruby Rose, the uh, the woman playing Batman on the CW. Have you not seen that show? I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Batwoman on the CW. That's a show. It's a show. I have to look at the billboard every single time I get off the first Ave uh, L train. I've like never. What well, the CW is just trash. Period. Uh, How can but, you say that they had Seventh Heaven on the show like with Jessica? Beal, like a decade ago. Smallville, Degrassi. Wasn't Degrassi on that? One Tree Hill. Trash. What else, Dan? I can hear Dan eating his 
the granola right now in the background. For, for those of you that are listening and wondering what that noise is, it's Dan eating granola. I love every year we're watching the NFL right now. The Jets just scored uh, their second touchdown of the season. J- the Jets versus the Giants. The the battle for the, the, the worst, worst team in New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the Bills are pretty good this year. The Bills are great, but they're up in Buffalo. Yeah. But you got, you know, the Giants and the Jets fighting for who's going to be the worst in New York. <laughs> I kind of hope that the Giants win. I know... You know, for all truth be told, Dan is a Jets fan. I should be loyal to my roommate, and I think the Jets are great. All of my New York friends are Giants fans because uh, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like Giants are just like the the team of the land. Um, people that I've met that are Jets fans are like diehard Jets fans, though. It's like you have to be, if you're a Jets fan, you're a Mets fan. Uh, if you're a Jets and Mets fan, you're also, I would say, an Islanders fan if you watch oh, hockey. yeah. yeah. You're just into shitty teams. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, I was I saw something on like uh, on Instagram about uh, Detroit and how every single one of Detroit's teams is trash. Well, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of cities have trash teams. Orlando, trash, the Magic. Well, that's that's the only sports team. But like Detroit, all their sports, you know, the MLB, NFL. Uh, NBA. Well, the Tigers were pretty good there for a couple years when they had Verlander. Yeah, but like they have, like this past year, like Detroit sports are terrible. Yeah. Uh, cities that have up and coming teams. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, as always. They're a contender every year. Every year. Uh, and I think this year, especially with the Phillies, now that Bryce Harper is going into a second season. Kind of chilled out a little bit. He's chilled out a little bit. Maybe he won't like swing at every second pitch. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll shave his beard. I think that's kind of like the Baker Mayfield thing. That dude is on a downward spiral. He has a, a lower QB rating than Manziel did. Yeah. And he got rid of his handlebar mustache, and he said, I have not earned this mustache. Uh, Bryce, I think you should take a lesson and shave the beard. Yeah. I think if, you definitely have to earn that facial hair, just like how I have my facial hair. Yeah, it took me 45 days to grow a mustache. I earned that mustache, and I also dyed it with Just for Men. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's the same color as my eyebrows, you're not going to see it. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of my facial hair. No big deal. Yeah, I think right now, too, speaking of hair, you've got a good haircut going on. For those of you that can't see... Which is all of you. All of you. <laughs> Bobby's got uh, black hair. It's it's pretty long and flowy on top, thicker. Um, he's got it kind of quaffed over to one side and he's got a nice fade, which is really hard to get from a barber, especially here in the city. And I'm sure down the really when you want, Oh yeah. I look at my hair, dude. I'm showing up for basic. What do you think? I think it's it like very similar to mine. You just, I would not have gone like a high fade. I didn't mean to go a high fade and nor yeah. did I ask for it to be that low. I oh, said yeah. a three and I said just around the ears. And next thing I know, I have trimmers going up to like Ooh. the ranger high and tight. That's scary. Yeah, I go to a barber shop like in South Jersey that uh, I've been going to since I got there. So I have like a pretty decent relationship. They have a pretty good product. Although there's one barber that always fucks my hair up every time I go. The last time I went, he cut my hair. He took me like a, I told him like a one low fade. He took it all the way up to the top. That's awful. I had a salon that I went to. Oh, whoa! Barbershop. I'm not even done talking. Like you can't get salons. Don't judge me, Judge Judy. 
I would go to this salon. I lived on, was it 49th Street in Savannah? And there was a salon uh, that was right on the corner of my street. And I walked in there and I was just like, I need to get a good haircut because obviously the most important thing when you're in regiment is looking like you're in regiment and looking oh, cool. Flow. Yeah, and so flow. you had to have a good flow. Um, I Unfortunately, on my, my second deployment with them, I shaved all of my hair. I... My platoon sergeant was like, hey, please cut your hair. Oh. Like, the guys are trying to grow their hair out. And I was like, okay, in solidarity, I will go and shave my head with you. And I looked awful. I looked like a rat. I looked like a baby rat when I wake up That's in the morning. Terrible. I look like a baby rat all day with a shaved head. Yeah. My barber, when I was at, 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 uh, in Columbus, was lived. I lived across the street. Uh, for those that, are, that know Columbus, if you know Plucked Up Chicken... If you know Shooters Valhalla, and if you know Uncommon Athlete, I lived right there. I lived above the Shooters Valhalla across the street from Plucked Up. There was a barbershop across the street that I'll go to once a month to get my hair cut for, uh, for regiment. And what I would tell her was, nothing off the top, take it off the ears. <laughs> That's great. I think people need to know that thing. Don't get your hair cut at uh was it ranger joe's is it like the oh yeah the ranger joe's barbershop the only thing they know how to do is shave yeah they only know how to do ranger high and tight or shave or like the and then uh what was i gonna say but yeah good times in, uh in columbus I, I do miss columbus every now and then columbus was nice I, I never had a problem when i was at benning i lived on post both times in yeah. Norton village and that was like super motivating because well, I didn't projects. think I didn't I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think much of airborne school going through, but constantly seeing classes using, you know, jump uh, tower week and seeing them run around was pretty motivating waking up and like going to like Bullock and Triple C. Yeah. Although and I've never wanted to quit more than like day two at Ranger and I could see my apartment and I could see my window and they're giving a block of instruction on what to do once you hit the ground for which I got a major minus when I hit the ground because uh, I totally forgot to, you know, put a magazine in the weapon and what are you like talking about? hustle off. When I at Ranger School, remember the, you have to go and get a block of instruction for jump. You weren't airborne qualified. No, I was oh. not Ranger qualified. <laughs> I heard airborne qualified when I went to Ranger School. It what was dope. those guys? It was dope. <laughs> actually, it was not sick. It was actually pretty fucking lame. Yeah, I ran off uh, the DZ and then I, I forgot to ready my weapon because I wasn't paying attention to that block. I was too focused on walking to my apartment and saying deuces. <laughs> Could you imagine if you did that, though? Yeah, I'd have to, like, drive back to school to get all my bags. That would have been the worst part. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm here to get my bags. Yeah, I, I, I was getting really sick and tired of that block. Got LOM'd. LOMs to go back to my apartment during the airborne. If you LOM as an infantry officer, do you think you should be forced to... To rebranch, if you fucking LOM for Ranger School, that's just like, well, I don't know. Like, I think you should just like not go into the army if you LOM. I think that, yeah, I think it says more about you than actually failing out through. Yeah, if you fail, failing is one thing. If you like try to like give it your all, but if you just fucking quit. That's just a complete different story. I would agree on that. Dan, what did you think about the guys that LOM'd out of Sapper? Speaking to the mic. We're getting him there. Hey, guys. Oh. Oh, 
now you know what Dan sounds like. Before you just heard the click, 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 click. That was him searching all of our pertinent information that makes this podcast what it is. What's LOM? It's when you drop because you have tiny heart syndrome. It's lack of motivation, isn't it? Lack of motivation. Yeah. yeah it's 100% what it is. Yeah, but that's what it stands for. Yeah, lack of motivation. Yeah, LOM. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd say it was about 25%, but... Uh, every time somebody dropped, I would just make a check mark in my notebook and be like, okay, I'm closer to the 50% statistic. Just keep holding on. Now, one thing, we've not had someone that's sapper qualified. I've been out to Leonard Wood, and I can attest the ruck course for sapper makes Benning's course look like a goddamn ice rink where you can just skate through the finish, and you are so fast and so smooth. The ruck route out at Leonard Wood is by far, I'd rather do the incline with my ruck than walk that sapper course. Yeah, I've done it maybe like four times, a few times in Bullock and then sapper school twice because I recycled the first phase as all great sappers do. It's like, um, and then I did it at best sapper two years in a row as well. And it is never fun. There's two hills, six mile and eight mile. That will really test your mental fortitude. Um, I think one year we had to carry a five-gallon water jug up it oh. as well. Oh. So we were stopping every 10 feet. It was it was the highlight of uh, 2017 Best Sapper, so that was great. Well, I got to be your coach for the last Best Sapper, and that was an absolute blast. I'm coming off wrist surgery. We're getting out there, and I'm thinking if all stays the same, I can't I can't speak to any of the technical stuff the sappers had to do. I only knew enough that physically you should just big dick everyone. And coming from Colorado Springs, I thought that was going to be pretty easy. And I have to say, you guys crushed people physically. Like that last event, the whatever gridiron, what what the hell do they call that thing? The uh, sapper stakes, maybe? Yes, no, or no, like the crucible or something. But essentially, they started and they had to go and... I, like one of the first exercises after you ran a mile was doing like burpees or thrusters with like a medicine ball. And mm. I remember they said like, oh, you need to do like 20 burpees. And you and Guzman looked over and just laughed and was, was this real? Is that it? And the people next to you were like struggling with like shoulder to overhead with a 20 pound sandbag. Yeah, I think they got the event for the ACFT, the ball throw. Is that what is that the standing yeah. power throw? Yeah, they did that at the event, and that's when I blew out my ACU bottoms. So those were blown out for the rest of the event, so everybody got to see my sweet quads. Um, but yeah, Well, you hid the snake in the mountains well there. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't have Tiny Heart definitely on the last event, which was all the physical stuff. During the ruck right before, I was definitely trudging along thinking about my feet but once we got and i saw barbells it was a pretty much a joke um the the weight was just like there was no weight at all on this exercise so how about you guys talk a little bit about best sapper because i think i don't know anything about best sapper and i'm sure most of our listeners know nothing about best sapper well as a coach let me speak to this let me mansplain it to you uh best sapper what they set up with two years ago when we were there i would say was one of the worst formats i have ever seen from a competition. They wanted to make it so that there was no cuts. They wanted to make it so that you couldn't quit. They wanted to say that all 40 teams that showed up 
we're going to be successful in finishers. That's cool if you want to give everyone a trophy, but best ranger successful because you make cuts of some really stellar individuals just because, you know, that's how the, the chips fell. What I really disliked about best sapper and the new format was whatever position you started off on day one, if you had like two bad events, they started you like two or three hours after the first group would step off for each one of these cycles. And then you'd go and you'd do a phase. And along that first phase, you might have like three or four technical challenges. And then you're rucking anywhere from two to four miles between event to event. And so you'd have a huge backup at every single one of these events when people would catch up that had later step offs. And then what they started doing is I'd get to an event and be like, okay, this is some sort of a demolitions thing, or this is some sort of a not work or radio event. And they'd be like, oh no, we had to push your team down. So of the like 16 events that Dan got to get graded on this year, he was told to move on from like at least five, six, seven of them. Yeah. So I don't remember how many events there exactly were, but there were 33% of the events, one third we were not allowed to participate in because they had closed the event down. So we missed out on one third of the points, which was bullshit, obviously. Um, Cause physically you'd get to the event, you catch people on the ruck, you were passing people left and right. And then with anything that required fitness, you guys were up there, but because of, I think the first workout with the gas mask run, because you finished in the bottom half on that, then all of a sudden it was like, okay, when we stagger these start times, you were three or four hours after the first group had stepped off. So the top 10 guys that stayed in the top 10 never left it. Yeah, that's true. But just to discount all of that, uh, Best Sapper is a great competition because it gives um, all the guys who have Sapper tabs uh, in the Army a chance, and also anybody who's done it in, in from Canada or in the Marines. Um, a chance to compete against each other. I think it's structured pretty similarly to Best Ranger. Um, so it's a great competition. The way it's advertised is 50 miles, 50 hours, 50 events. You typically go over um, all of those, except maybe the events. Um, I know one year was about 60 miles. Uh, but besides that, it's a great, um, like I said, opportunity. It's usually a lot of rucking. Um, a lot of demolition events, a lot of physical events. Same then, weekend too as Best Ranger every year. Yeah, usually it's around the same time. So um, I really enjoyed it while I was in. I did it twice, both at Fort Carson. That's where I qualified, and then um, at the annual one. Um, so I enjoy doing it. It was an extra opportunity to work out, obviously. Um, but yeah, besides the last year's inefficient grading scale um it was a great opportunity and one of the my favorite experiences from my time in i think one of the things too that was weird you see a lot of ris that will come back for for best ranger um, but for the most part like 90 percent of the competition teams are guys that have no affiliation with rtb with best sapper i noticed a ton of like former instructors that were there the next year competing yeah, that was interesting. Uh, we they always seem to know Buddy and be like buddy-buddy at grading events. Yeah, there's nothing like showing up to an event and the team next to you is dapping up the sapper instructor who's watching that said event. So you always know you are uh, got a leg down as far as the grading scale. They say it's pretty fair, and I'm sure it is, but it doesn't exactly give you confidence walking to an event and seeing your competitors dap up half of the grading team. So... That was always fun, but 
I always said that I like to let my physical fitness do the talking. And uh, in that last event, as Sean said, we let it do the talking. They were like, oh, 50 squats, and it was like 95 pounds, and I like snatched it. And the guys looked at me with like crazy eyes, and I was like, uh, yeah, this is lightweight. Um, that was with that, that Cronus uh, program we did for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's great, though. We, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching you two compete physically. Uh, gave me a lot of time to eat like really great food while I was waiting from event to event and then got to rent like a giant truck. So I was rolling around just G'd out on Fort Leonard Wood and checking out all the hot spots that, you know, we have in Missouri uh, from Meth Lab 1 through Meth Lab 50. <laughs> but the the Sapper Trail was really cool. I mean, there's, there's some people that do some great work uh, as engineers and Bobby and I got to see some of them uh, in regiment some great engineer officers and engineer NCOs, especially when it comes to demolitions. I mean, it's one of the reasons why the Rangers are so proficient because you have engineers come over and introduce new breaching techniques and then maintain our proficiency. So when the Rangers get on the ground, they're as uh, proficient as every other engineer is or, or more so with some of the explosives that we use. But I think it's cool. There's, there's no other real job in the Army that you get to blow stuff up on, on, on that consistent of a basis. Yeah, I was always really happy with how everything turned out for me, especially being able to attend cyber school right after Bullock, which is not uh, typically reserved uh, for engineer officers, different from infantry officers who go to ranger school, pretty much all of them. So um, that was a great experience for me that I got to do right after Bullock and not have to deal with like in-unit processing and trying to get a school's packet through my unit because that's like one of the single-handedly probably the biggest hurdles for a lot of guys trying to get to sapper school oh it's unbelievable too you get an opportunity to go to compete at best sapper one guy on your team has to be sapper qualified and then when they were asking how many of you guys that aren't sapper qualified are going to come back and compete it's like that should be an automatic slot to a school if you compete in best sapper and you don't have your tab, you should automatically be given a slot. And then same, I think, with Ranger School, if you're Sapper qualified, you automatically earn a slot from whatever unit you're in to go to Ranger School within six months of returning. I think that's how you reward guys for going and doing these extra things. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> how much time would you put in between Sapper and Ranger? How, how fucked up were you after Sapper School, Dan? Put it that way. I'm not exactly built to be an athlete. I've trained. To <laughs> <laughs> what would you say you're built to do? Uh, I'm more of a get on Excel and crunch numbers type of body. <laughs> so I have to work really hard to uh, be an athlete. That said, after Sapper, it took me about two months to start running again because I messed up my Holy hip shit. and back. And I'm also just naturally just a terrible runner. So I put a lot of strain on that. Um, but I would say like four months is probably an appropriate amount of time, um, at the minimum, but I wouldn't have been ready. I would have definitely needed probably six, six months. There were Rangers from third bat that I graduated with and, um, my buddy James and I had to go and set up the eyeball at 12 miler, like down by where, uh, we did that leadership run course thing, whatever at RASP. I can't remember what it's called. The, was it FLTR? Or I don't know what you're talking 
what's it called? You know, the thing where you like the blown out bridge and you have to use the the wood to get across. Oh, the, the, the leadership reaction. Challenge. Yeah, LRC. 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 Another great acronym. Anyway, so we go set up the 12 mile down there and I'm watching these guys like walking by like and cry and with the the ranger rocks that we got that are much more like akin to like the mountain packs and i I see some of the rangers that i graduated with this is like a week later week and a half later it's like what are you guys doing and they're like unit 12 miler was like oh that sucks yeah no rest of the wicked i mean like i took not like a weekend off because i dropped my rasp two packet like a week after I graduated from Ranger School. <laughs> when did we go to RASP to again? Was it, wasn't it like in August? Or August, September of like 14? Yeah, because I graduated Ranger School April 25th of that year. And then we went to RASP less like four months later. Yeah. And then we watched a lot of Kung Fu. We just watched uh, another classic. I think I think we watched it together on the same bed. The Man with the Iron Fist Man, when, we were, when we were there with... Yeah. Uh, that was a great movie. Uh, what else did we watch? Oh, we just watched, uh, what is it, you call it Sturgill Simpson? Sturgill Simpson's Sound and the Fury. Oh, my God. What a great, like, anime movie. Yeah. Uh, so, those that don't know, uh, Sturgill Simpson is actually a country singer, but his new album is Hell like, yeah, brother. It's like a psychedelic funk type album, I would say. It's like psychedelic rock kind of thing. Yeah, it's something you would hear if you went to, like, a coffee shop on, like, a Sunday morning. Yeah. It was a little, I would say a little more animated than a coffee Sorry, shop. Sorry, let me paint the picture. Coffee shop, your barista walks up. He's a 34-year-old male, identifies as male, um, has a skinny, like, goat beard, uh, has, like, thick uh, glasses on, maybe, like, a, a like an upwards-facing cowboy hat, like, two earrings. One of them's a feather. He's wearing suspenders. Um, on the suspenders, you notice a button. You look at that button, and you read it carefully, and it says, I served. And then you ask him, well, what did you do? And he says he was in the Navy and he deployed and he said, wow, how did you enjoy your time in the Navy? And he says, oh, it was great. You know, Kuwait was a hell of a place to be deployed. At this point, you're looking at the screen. You've ordered your coffee. He turns the screen around to show like, what do you want to pick? 15, 20, 25% tip and then no tip. And you realize if you turn the screen back around, he's going to see that you've picked no tip Uh. as a thank you to his service. Uh, So what do you do? You're in a moment of panic. You pitch 15%. Uh, and you sign, and you've done your little bit to get his next button on his suspenders. That's the kind of place that would play this music. That was oddly specific. But anyways, it's cool. It's cool music. It's cool a little anime thing. It's like 45 minutes. It's an entire album. It's pretty sweet. I, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. No, it's great music. Uh, kind of like, what's that real hipster band that Dan played out in Red? He's not behind his computer, guys. So this is going to be like a straight off-the-cuff Dan in the Wild uh, they play hipster music. They always have like the stringed like Edison lights up at their concerts. I know I'm not giving you a lot, but you should know Mumford and Sons. I answered my own question. Uh, they're kind of like a Mumford and Sons. If you have the like 1920s like uh, mic in front of your mouth, you know what I'm talking about. They I don't know like, why he would ever ask me if I knew that Mumford and Sons. I've never listened to Mumford and Sons in my life. You've never listened to Mumford maybe and on, Sons. Maybe if it was on Spotify's today's top hits, but otherwise, I would never have listened to them. Get the fuck out! You definitely listen to Mumford and Sons. No, I'm more basic. Think like Selena Gomez. (laughs) Uh, For those that don't know, and nobody knows because this is his debut on the podcast, uh, Dan's got the voice of a generation. I'd say it's a mix between Jesus and Fergie. 
Uh, whenever he sings, my body leaves itself. I float up above and I just watch this version of a song that I've only heard in chorus practices. Uh, very soulful, very smooth. People in the gym love it because we're not shy to sing along to songs that we hear, especially when it comes to techno. Um, but yeah, Dan's got a great voice. Thanks, Sean. What's your go-to again on karaoke? Uh, it depends on my current emotional state that day, uh, but probably a pretty young thing. Anyway, guys, uh, just want to thank Sean and Bobby for letting me in on the podcast today. Uh, for those who don't know me, I was an engineer officer in the Army. Uh, Sean says that I was Kronos Fit's first sponsored athlete. First sponsored athlete, that's true. Technically true. I still pay for all the clothing, so you guys know. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I appreciate being on today. Uh, if you guys have some questions about Sapper School, I'll try to be a little more uh, helpful when Sean and Bobby answer the questions. Um, but thanks for having me. Yeah, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, God. Um, well, we were talking about best Sapper for a little bit. Should we talk about Best Ranger? Well, you want to do it in like two years once you get back in the Army after Yeah, so school. I'm planning on trying out to, get, to do Best Ranger, and this would be my third year residency. So that would be 2023. Yeah. 2023. We'll be down there this year, though. Yeah, so Sean and I are going to try to get down the Best Ranger this year. Uh, sponsor or like uh not can we sponsor not sponsor event but like donate some money to the best ranger just so we can get you know access to yeah get down there the so we can we can see the things going on by that time we'll try to get some like new merchandise so if you're like if you're definitely a competitor like we're going to be giving you you know some swag and some props out there we, we want to see you guys crush it so we'll try to maybe prepare the launch of like a fanny pack uh, to coincide with Best Ranger or Christmas. Could be you. Yeah. Uh, I got these mess wax. I got the, the hoodie I got to put up in the store still. That nice hat that you had on yesterday. Oh, the beanie? The beanie. Beanie's been in the store. Oh. I knew that. I was testing you to see if you've seen our storefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I, I put him up there. <laughs> um... What else is going on? Rick and Morty comes out tonight. Oh, yeah, so Rick. yesterday for you viewers out there, uh, Rick and Morty season four is out. Oh, uh, what do you think, Rick? Uh, God, golly gee, Rick, I'm, I'm just a Morty. That's it. Okay. Well, guys, uh, I, I'm not a good Rick and Morty uh, impersonator. Or oh, I'm more of a Morty than a Rick. I'll say. Well, then do your best, Morty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, geez, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you just sound like a Canadian. Ah, oh, geez. <laughs> All right, so we know what Bobby won't do when he graduates uh, med school and when he pursues acting. Yeah, I'm not going to be a voice actor for Cartoon uh, Network or Adult Swim. Yeah, the Eagles also have a bye week this week, so if yeah. no one watches football, we totally understand. Yeah, I mean, there's not, not many good games. I don't think there's any really good games this week that I'm tracking. Except this 14 combined loss game that we have going on the screen right now. The Giants and the Jets, yeah. It's terrible. Although it looks like the Giants might score. I don't know. Dan's sitting on the edge of his seat. 
All right, they've snapped the ball flag. All right, there's your live update. Uh, the NFL Network can now ban our podcast for giving play-by-plays unsolicited. <laughs> uh, anything else in the news-wise that we get into? I don't know. Not too much. The I'll do like a small weekly dispatch later tonight, but the impeachment process is going to be more public this week as they get like Taylor and some of the other key individuals like Ivanovich up there to do public hearings. Uh, Trump's not too pleased about that. He's been calling for an investigation into the process now, but now that it's going public, he's he's got a larger issue because I think you're going to get more awareness to some of beyond the transcript type scenes that goes on in Washington, D.C. What do you think Trump's going to do to distract from the impeachment stuff? What do you think is going to be the next thing that he like kind of... Like the wag the dog type scenario? Yeah. Well, the China deal has been something that was supposed to be signed and completed like last week. I'm sure you'll see more news about that. Brexit uh, has a big hill to climb because the the votes that have come back have not been supportive. Um, Boris Johnson might be on his way out. So there's a lot of turmoil within Europe and China with the markets that are gonna, I think are going to do enough to distract. There's the Epstein stuff that's coming uh. back up. <laughs> Um, so people constantly want to talk about that on the news. What's going to be real interesting is for the longest time, Republicans have been saying the process was corrupt, but this is the point of having like checks and balances and a bicameral legislature. So they're going to go in, they're going to do these open hearings. They're going to go for a vote. I don't think it's going to be complete by Christmas, to be honest. So we're going to really come down to the wire when it comes to next year. But, uh, mayor Bloomberg looks like he's going to be entering the race. On the Democratic side, which is going to really, I think, hurl his popularity forward because New York is such a it's a it's not a liberal state, but it's it's liberal because so many millions of people are liberal in New York City. And as a result of being so close to that news hub, he's going to get a larger bump um, in popularity and popularity. Yeah. Then than the other like that, then that billionaire that's from California. So I think by the next uh, round of debates, you're going to see him get up there. And I think he's going to be a little bit better than like an Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, because he's got concrete, you know, skills when it comes to money. He's got his own network. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up for this week. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, We... uh They didn't talk about Paragon, but there's no reason to talk. Well, I'll, I'll edit something in the uh, in the beginning when I edit this down. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you can – thanks, as always, guys, for listening to us. Hopefully, you guys got something out of today's episode. Yeah, we get a lot of questions every week that um, are kind of along the same lines when it comes to – when can you go to regiment? What's the process for going to regiment? And we'll answer you guys to the best of our abilities. But there's a lot of resources out there that are literally designed um, for some of that, like the 75th uh, Ranger Recruiters. They've got an Instagram. They've also got a website and a number. Um, and so if there's something that we can't help you with, uh, we're definitely going to direct you towards those guys. And then the recruiters that are on Bragg as well. Yeah. Yeah, like we try to answer the questions as best as we can. But uh... – you know, we're not necessarily always going to be the experts when it comes to a lot of these recruiting questions. You should always ask the subject matter experts. 
And also, for people that have been watching our little stories every week, there has been a pattern. We have not been shirtless in weeks. Yeah, I have not taken my shirt off in a while. It's a little too cold for that now. It's a little too cold. I think we should do like a like a body reveal. Like, let's both get on a program. If it's like a mass program or a cutting program, and then let's do like a reveal to the Cronus population on like a story like in five months from now. And just like so they can see what our bodies have transformed into. I'm good. I'm like super excited by that. Maybe like I'll shave my chest for this. Your sh- your chest is already shaved. You don't it's have not hair. shaved. I have you don't I have hair. I have like thick tufts of hair. If you guys have ever seen a polar bear in the wild, like you have less hair than I do. That's I don't know. That's actually 100 percent true. You have less hair than I do. I think I have less hair now as a vegan. Um, yeah, it's your testosterone. Yeah, talking my about. testosterone has just been been shot. Um, I'll tell you what though is great because pe- I can clearly see people asking right now in their car, like, "What does it mean to be vegan?" Well, guys, like you can have tempeh and tofu, which is great, but the best part of being vegan is you have so many more calories a day that you can devote to like desserts. So bread, I love bread now. I wasn't eating bread before. I eat a ton of bread now. I'm in the bread capital of the world. Just went and got bagels down at, was it Black Seed? Not recommended. Awful. Stay away. Like, I wrote, like, a three-star Yelp review. It should have been a two-star, uh, really to be honest. Them. Really showed them. It's not as bad, though, as the Golden Bee in Colorado Springs. I will say that. That place doesn't know how to split checks. If you go there with 19 or more people, um, they won't split your check. So whoever wants the most points on that Amex, like, just slam it down. So, yeah. In, in my hierarchy of places, it's Golden Bee at the bottom. It's now Black Seed Bagels just slightly above it um, for those of you that are visiting New York or Colorado Springs. But we were talking about vegan. Yes. So as a vegan, um, I eat like a ton of bread now. I love bread. I basically have like Oprah Winfrey on our refrigerator. Like every time I want to grab a bagel, I just look at her and I'm like, yes, queen. So if she can do it, I can do it. You can do it. Though I have to say, I'm not completely vegan. I'm not giving up cheese. Vegan cheese tastes like shit. Yeah, that's definitely 100% accurate. That, yeah, I think when I do vegan, I'm probably going to be kind of similar vibes where I will eat pre- predominantly vegan, but then if meat comes up, like if I go out, I'm not going to feel obligated to get the vegan dish. Yeah, I'm going to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I'll like eat normal food if I, the opportunity presents itself other things that i'll eat i have to try the popeye's uh chicken sandwich haven't tried it yet is that the one that came out or is it kfc which one is it's, it's popeye's popeye's one. popeye's is the one i have to try but i mean there's so much good food in the city still yeah but there's so much good like plant-based food in the city because so many cultures don't cook with that much meat so you have like the falafel oh, dishes yeah. that are that, just isn't isn't uh ethiopian food like really vegetarian vegan i think based? there's a lot of beans we went to a place outside of denver that was phenomenal like the the that spongy bread that you use your fingers yeah, for the ethiopian yeah that was that was awesome colorado springs had a another place that was kind of like that it wasn't nearly as good as the denver location um but yeah, that's the first time I ever had that food after getting out in the sun with no sunscreen. I thought once you went vegan, you could be out in the sun. I wasn't vegan at the time, but it should it should go back. You know, it should be transferable to my other times in life. Right, right, right. But um, I got burned bad. Yeah, a lot of good food in New York City. A lot of good things. A lot of good food. Yeah, but if you want to be vegan, don't ask me any questions. 
Um, I'll tell you willingly. I won't. I won't have to be prompted to to answer vegan questions or CrossFit or veteran or veteran guys. Yeah. So tomorrow's Veterans Day. It's a big day. It's the biggest day of the year for me. I've got a BDU jacket that I've kind of cut up. Um, I have a couple patches that I threw on the arms. Now these patches are from units that I've never served, and they're just the biggest ones that you can get. Uh, I've got like, well, I was in first cab, so I threw that on there. I've got old Ironside going down one arm. Um, I've got that weird 7th Infantry Division patch from from Lewis uh, knocked out. Um, I've got a couple like tabs that I've just thrown on there, uh, especially, especially the Airborne tab. What about the advisor tab? The, the visor one is on the back. I had like a big, uh, a very big like veteran motorcycle club uh, <laughs> on my the back of my jacket and then i've got a pair of like dad shoes that'll be walking around we've got the veteran parade here tomorrow you guys I'm, should you guys should have walked in it i would rollerblade in it i'm not gonna walk that that's you guys should have walked should've, i should've can't walk i i've got a va disability rating i shouldn't be doing any fitness yeah but you gotta get that free food you gotta get the benefits i bet Times square would be the place to be because they have all of those applebee type restaurants oh yeah that's a good idea. You can make a killing. You could just go store like restaurant to restaurant because I mean I'm sure there's more than one Applebee's in Times Square. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure you can get away with going to like different Starbucks and getting like your free shot of espresso or something. Oh my god! I, I remember one year in Jersey, I was doing doing my Veterans Day rounds, and I saw the same guy. We went to the two restaurants back to back together, and he would just get his food to go <laughs> and just take it with him. <laughs> I didn't eat it in the, re- in, the, in the restaurant. Just took it home with them. Took, I, got it all to go. I had a family member that threw up on Facebook when I was in Afghanistan like years ago. I'd just gotten back like one of these very salty uh, you know, Veterans Day posts he's never been in. Um, and he said something like, go enjoy your free Applebee's. And it's like, you know what? I can make that joke. You can't make that joke. Like, <laughs> that triggers me. I will. I will rip on my free meal all day. I would love, though, seriously, to have an option that if you have a free meal from one of these places and you're a veteran, you should be able to give that to someone else. So there's like a huge homeless population in New York City. I should be able to go in there and say, no, like this individual will get. I want this free meal. Like that should transfer to this guy. Yeah, it's very selfless. I wish. I mean, I there's yeah, so many like missed opportunities there. We talk about like. Uh, uh, giving things to people who need it the most. I still think Veterans Day is a huge like publicity scam at this point. Well, it is for the NFL. I mean, we're watching it right now. Every single coach has a hoodie on with like a weird, different multicam. Yeah, the salute the service. Shit. It's the same thing every single year. They just rebrand it and change up the pattern. And then these guys will get up there and talk about like how thankful they are for the soldiers. I, I just, I think it's point that they're just platitudes. Yeah, because I mean, like. Patriotism isn't buying a fucking seventy dollar hoodie that says "Salute the Service" from the NFL, or patriotism isn't buying like an NFL jersey that's camoed. <laughs> that's multi-cam. I think patriotism would be more like going and registering to vote. Yeah, or like volunteering your community, trying to help out those who need it. You know, reading a book. Yeah, being uh, a good citizen. Ooh, we're totally scatterbrained right now. The Mandalorian commercial is on right now. That looks dope. On, I don't think Dan and I are going to invest in uh, Disney Plus though. I saw that Amazon Prime is gonna, or Amazon Prime might have Disney Plus on it. Oh, that'd be 
that would be most maybe, incredible. Maybe it's just on Fire Stick. The, 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 the Fire, Amazon Fire as well will be able to stream Disney+. Plus. I don't know. I think I feel like Mandalorians are very brovet though. I don't. I, I'm not super into the Star Wars universe. I don't know Mandalorians. Mandalorians are what Boba Fett is. It's like a. I thought, I thought he was a a clone. What did I say? Booba? Boba Fett. Boba. Boba. What am I not? What am I not pronouncing here? Boba Fett. I thought it was a clone. Isn't Boba Fett a clone? Well, Boba Fett is a clone of Jango Fett. Right. But there's like a whole bunch of things where like Boba Fett's not supposed to have lived this long. And so he develops like a cancer and he meets up with his daughter years down the line. Um, and they hunt this doctor down so that he can get healthy and, you know, restart the Mandalorians and bring them back. But anyway, I feel like Boba, Dan, Fett is a very like bro vet thing. Like I see like a lot of guys on post will have that sticker of the Mandalorian sticker. You'll recognize it. It looks like the... Uh, Big elephant with long tusks and hairy mammoth. It looks like a mammoth skull. You don't know what I'm talking about. I have literally no idea. They usually have like an M4 sticker underneath that says like come and take it or like infidel. You'll notice it now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) By the way, guys, uh, if you want to see a sticker that we're never going to produce, it'll be an M4. Yeah. Or like a bar. Oh, we should do like a text says like come and take it, but put a barbell on it. That'd be Oh, yeah, that would be. Oh my God! Thank you. Uh, so we just got our first shot of some uh, service members waiting to step on the field at the Giants Jets game. Um, looks like they have traditional active duty deployment patches, uh, but a National Guard uh, left sleeve. So uh, looks like they deployed not with active duty. Also, look fat as fuck. <laughs> That's a great representation. A great representation. Just fly you. Whenever you need them, just fly guys from. From the 75th or like dudes that are just getting out of basic and lean and mean looking and just make them pray that those are the guys that people see. I did do the flag detail one year. That was pretty sweet as a cadet. The flag detail for a Giants home game. Giants, uh, Rams, St. Louis Rams at the time. Home game. Yeah, I've never done a flag detail. That's sick. This is what happens in your West Point. People love you in your West Point cadet, but since you graduate... From West Point, you become like scum of the earth, literal scum of the earth. That's true, especially at Bullock, MN Ranger School, because you can't you can't peer them out, because the West Pointers like will make up a third of every single squad. Yeah, <laughs> that was great like, when I went through Ranger School. Like, like, no, sick. this guy needs to go. We don't like him. But like, no, but he knows how to play this weird West Point like drinking game, so we have to keep him. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm I I mean I'm not your typical your prototypical West Pointer by any means. But that no, way. you have a personality. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. That's another. That's a, that's a, a discussion for a different day. By the way, when I run for office in about fifteen to twenty years, uh, I want to take full ownership of everything I'm saying. So when someone does say I have a problem with West Point, you can come back to the tenth of November. 2019 you can mark it yeah you heard it here first you heard it here first and then when you bring me on as your surgeon general yeah collusion it'll be collusion <laughs> or whatever they call it nepotism is it nepotism we're technically family uso 
<laughs> all right so all right we'll, we'll well i think we'll wrap it here i think we're getting a little scatterbrain getting further and further scatterbrain yeah you uh, guys have a great rest of your uh your week um functional fitness stuff bobby's gonna come out with some yoked programming yeah we're gonna start moving to like our, our off-season prep uh, based on the scoreboard, uh, next week, once the open scores are closed, we will take a look at the scoreboard and, uh, stay tuned, uh, for any Instagram posts. If you see your name on any of our posts, hit us up so we can send you some stuff. There's a decent amount of people that are probably going to finish ahead of me in the open also, cause I kind of don't really care about the open this year as well, which Oof. is not really the best attitude to Oof. have. Oh, I'll guys, admit. make sure when you put in your orders, like, Review your orders because we get some stickers that are returned and some other products returned because the addresses aren't correct. So just double check that the next time you yes, get stone please. orders. Please double check. And then just to reiterate again, the stickers and apparel ship differently. Uh, so they do not arrive together. So if you get one without the other, uh, just keep on the lookout for it to come in the future. Yes. Um, but yeah. You can uh, hit us up on online at kernelsfit.org. You can email us at bobby at kernelsfit.org or sean at kernelsfit.org. Or hq at kernelsfit.org. Or hq if you want the both of us. Um, but we have a personalized emails. Um, let us know if you have any questions or if we can help you out in any regards. Um, and, of course, uh, happy Veterans Day to all you uh, warriors out there. Live long and prosper. Uh, later. Peace.